Important HPR announcement. Recently, our friend, 5150, lost his home that he shares with his father to a house fire. Both were able to make it out okay, but he is in the hospital with second-degree burns. His father is elderly and has been moved to assisted care while he is recovering. A fundraising campaign has been set up by Daniel Frey which has already raised $1,423. Please consider donating. A link is on the main HPR website. Thank you. It is Monday the 4th of August 2014. This is HPR episode 1566 entitled HPR Community News for July 2014. It is hosted by the HPR community and is about 40 minutes long. You can contact the host by emailing admin at hackerpublicradio.org or leaving a comment on this episode. It is part of the series HPR Community News, which is a monthly look at what has been going on in the HPR community. This is a regular show scheduled for the first Monday of the month and is open to anyone to participate. The summary is, Dave reviews the happenings for the month, with a brief visit from Pegwell. This episode of HBR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Hello everybody, um, this is the HPR Community News for July 2014 and um, I'm Dave Morris and along with me tonight I have... I'm Pegwall, hey hey. Hi Pegwall, that's nice to have you along. It's, I thought I was going to be completely on my own tonight but <laughs> um, I should say the reason that I'm running the show tonight is that uh, Ken, Ken's on holiday, can you believe that? How is it that he manages to escape from the... The HPR chains and get away, I don't know. But anyway, said I would stand in for him. I'm just glad the dude finally took a break. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. He, uh, he was rushing about getting things finished before he, he left, and uh, I think there was a distinct air of panic going on there. So, so I really got to talk him into sharing this, this load a little bit more. He's given me some access to, to some of the, the bits of it, so you know maybe he and I can share it a bit, and maybe we can share it out to anybody else who's, who's interested somewhere down the road. Um, so yeah, it's, it's difficult to put it, put it all to be on one guy's shoulders, I think, isn't it? Yeah, that's why I haven't done an HPR show in a long time. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. It's uh. Anyway, we, it's it's nice to have you along tonight. Um, right. So tonight we have two new hosts to mention, and uh, our hosts are Skyner. I think it's he pronounces it. Not quite sure. Um, hopefully, it is, I'm right. And Mike Ray. So, and the way we're doing this, just just as an aside, is that uh, our new hosts are the people who've who've whose shows have been released during the month. 
as opposed to people who've got shows in the queue. So uh, I thought that that was probably less confusing than the other way around, but just to explain it. So have you heard many of the shows uh, on HPR yourself, Pegwell? I've heard quite a few. I haven't heard anything lately because I have been very busy. Okay. Have you heard the last months um, at all, any, any of the things in the last month? Yeah. Uh, not really. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So let's start with um, the. Uh, we'll go through the shows from from last month and start with uh, show fifteen forty two on the first of July, and that was CT, who's um, who was talking to, was interviewing uh, Agnes, who's um, an IT lawyer, and uh, she had particular. Um, interest in uh, privacy aspects of things and had some quite interesting things to say. Did you hear that one? I did not. Um, it, uh, as, as usual with, with CT's shows, he, he does some very good interviews and has quite a, a skill at, uh, at interviewing. And um, so, you know, we always welcome these. After this, the next one after this was um, Ken Fallon, who uh, did one of the traditional shows, What's in My Bag, What's in My Toolkit, whatever. Um, and uh, Ken seems to be carrying around a pretty amazing bag full of one hell of a lot of stuff, including two laptops, as far as I can see, um, and uh, multiple Raspberry Pis. <laughs> this guy's a sort of computer center all in, him, in himself as he trots around. One of the good things about um, this particular show that I liked was was all of the, the links and documented the uh, the various items in in a lot of detail and uh, it was really quite good to be able to go and follow these up and see what is this what what is he doing um, so thanks for that Ken it was good next was uh, show fifteen forty four which was from Semiotic Robotic uh, who is doing this series of um, newscasts, open source news breaks, where he's been uh, telling us, giving us various headlines from the source.com website. Uh, some pretty cool stuff going on there, it, and always links to, to take you there and, and uh, to read them. Um, so it's definitely worthwhile to go and have a look at these, I find. Have you followed any of these up, Begwell, at all? Oh. <laughs> Obviously not. Pegwell stepped away for a moment. No problem. So um, next we had a hooker with another in the series of LibreOffice shows. I'm hopping about between two tabs here and not doing a very good job of it. So if you wonder why I'm sort of sounds if I've lost myself, it's probably because I have slightly. Um, the series is, is developing very well. He's talking now about uh, LibreOffice Calc, which is pretty impressive bit of software, I would say, and uh, concentrating at the moment particularly on charts and graphs. I've used charts and graphs in, in this thing and struggled a bit. Um, I've certainly found that Ahuka's controlled and steady stepwise working through this stuff is really quite helpful. Pegwell's um, asked if he can interrupt for a second just to, to mention another thing, so uh, just take a take a moment to do that. Very recently, a HPR contributor and co-host of the Colonel Panic Augcast and various other shows has suffered through a little bit of tragedy. His house burnt down. He, him, and his dad escaped. But um, so we have started a GoFundMe campaign for fifty-one fifty. So if 
normally I don't come on to things and go, give this person money or something like that, but you know, the guy could probably use it. So if you want to give him like, you know, 10 bucks, I'm sure that would mean a lot. So please check out the uh, GoFundMe link and just give what you can. Thanks, Peg. Well, that's great. I did, I prepared some notes for this particular show and in there, um, I've uh, put some a section on the mailing list discussions and have made reference to this particular thing with a link to uh, Dan Fry's um, uh, a campaign page, so people will be able to to follow follow the notes to to find that particular thing. So uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks a lot for that. Okay, Pegwell's going to step away now. So thanks very much for that. So next in uh, the the shows for the this month, um, last month I should say, it's August now, um, was 1546, which was the, the last community news show, um, which is uh, usual sort of thing, community news, one hour, 35 minutes. And that was followed by 1547 from David Whitman, um, which was a show he'd reserved for his birthday, which was uh, August the, uh, July the 8th. Um, and it was entitled My Linux, My Linux Experience Birthday Special. So um, this was uh, this was a very interesting show, um, starting with reminiscence of a particular cake that his mother made. Sounded great, and uh, um, some history of how he he had uh, got into into Linux. So I love these shows, and uh, I particularly like the idea of doing a, a birthday show. I think uh, nice if more people were, were able to do that type of thing. Next we had 1548, which was Peter 64's show um, on tools for home automation, and um, this was uh, uh, Peter and Jonathan Nado talking about, uh, to some extent, about uh, accessible computing, but uh, but also about some of the, the possibilities in um, the, the various items of software for automating your home. Assuming that uh, Peter's heavily into this this type of thing, which is, uh, sounds very, very cool. Um, the Some of the pointers there I found quite uh, intriguing. Always wanted to do this, but never quite got around to, to doing it. So uh, there were some good pointers there for, for um, following his, uh, his lead. Next, Curtis Adkins, C-Prompt. It is a show called Cool Stuff Part One. It's talking um, about a bunch of, of items that uh, that he's classified as cool, and I very much agree with him. Um, it's talking about Beyond Pod, and uh, you are listening to Site and a particularly cool device, a Wallet Ninja tool, um, and finishing off with a reference to band that he uh, was a member of. So that was that was good. I enjoyed that. 1550 show. 1550 saw. The next in JWP's series on file systems. This one was about the EXT3 and 4 file systems. I'm sure, we've uh, we've all used these. Are these are good pointers to, uh, to to stuff about file systems? Makes me want to go and dig deeper. A few show notes would have been helpful, perhaps, and a few links. But uh, do appreciate the fact that this is uh, this is being done as a heads up to to people about what's out there in terms of file systems. Show 1551 was um, new host Skyner's talk on Bitcoin mining. He was describing how he had uh, created a Bitcoin mining system. Went into quite a lot of detail about what uh, what this consisted of. It's an interesting subject. 
uh, and there was quite a lot of useful points there. And uh, it was a very detailed talk. Um, again, I would, have, I would have quite liked a few more notes personally, just to give me some better idea of what uh, what the parts were, what the bits were. But uh, good luck, good luck in uh, running this, and uh, make you make a lot of money that way. Show 1552 was uh, the next in the series from Semiotic Robotic. Uh, in this particular one, he points out a, an article where Mark Johnson was interviewed. Um, Mark Johnson, I hadn't quite r- realized, was uh, was involved with the, the opensource.com people. Um, and this is the same Mark Johnson as uh, involved with uh, Linux. I, no, sorry, not Linux Outlaws, uh, UUPC podcast, and um, uh, is also involved with organizing OGCAMP this year. So that's, that's that sounds most interesting. I hadn't realized Mark was based in, in Oxford, so obviously why OGCAMP is going to be there this year. So that was... Uh, next, we had another contribution, show 1553 from TuxJam. This was show 33 and a third. How we got into Linux, where, where um, both Andrew and Kevy were talking about uh, their their, ro- their roads to Linux, and I thought this was a brilliant show. I really enjoyed this. Very different experiences the, the two hosts on the on the way to to Linux. The terrible Irish accent at the end was very funny. The next show was 1554, which was Audio Book Club, where um, the the book, the Crown Conspiracy Audiobook, was uh, was discussed. Um, now I've not been personally uh, following these. I did start listening to this particular one, but uh, I just don't seem to have the time to uh, to to listen through to uh, to books like this. I think I've probably listened to too many podcasts to. Uh, to really participate in this, but uh, they they did a really amazing job of uh, reviewing this book. They also mentioned um, coming up soon would be reviews of two more books from um, contributors to HPR. In particular in the note series mentioned Street Candles from Lost in Bronx soon. Show fifteen fifty five saw next in a hookers series thirty three in his. Uh, LibreOffice Calc series in talking about uh, charts and graphs. This was followed by 1556 from Thistleweb, looking at tools for screenplay writing. So this is this is an area that I know nothing about, never really being a writer. Um, it's quite surprising how sophisticated these things sound in terms of how they, they guide you with the production of scripts. Um, but it's uh, quite a fascinating insight, I thought. Next, we heard a hooker again in his series on privacy and security, talking about encrypting email on Android um, and and uh, managing keys and so forth. Um, this, uh, he was talking here about the K9 Android client um, and APG. Now, I know a lot of people um, have got into this. Personally, I haven't. I do have an Android phone, but I haven't uh, particularly wanted to uh, to read my mail through through K9. But I think maybe it's something I should be looking at. But uh, this this was a very timely timely talk. I thought. Show 1558 from Christopher M. Hobbs was uh, entitled Lunch Breaks, where he was talking about using um, lunch break to get away from lunchroom or from the desk or cafe or wherever and get out and uh, do some exploring around 
location or in your location or wherever. A very interesting idea, actually. Very, very nicely put together and and well thought out. I thought. Um, I certainly work. I've worked in the city of Edinburgh and always use my lunch break. I don't work. I don't work anymore. I'm retired, but I always use my lunch break to uh, get out and 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 look around Edinburgh, find out more about it, which is a, an interesting city. Um, so, but I've never done things quite like this. Of looking at <laughs> looking at stealth urban exploration is quite an interesting concept. Next, we had a contribution from Nightwise, show 1559. Uh, he was talking about uh, that decision that you need to make sometimes as to whether to buy you the new gadget or maybe reuse what you have already. And I do very much uh, agree with that philosophy, not being one for buying stuff when I don't have to. I live in Scotland. Uh, Scots are supposed to be quite mean. <laughs> I don't think it's that. I think it's just good, good practice. So I thought this was a, a well-reasoned uh, discussion um, and rather highlighted rather well the, the fact that uh, we are under heavy pressure to uh, to chuck out devices and buy new all the time, which I do not agree with. Next we had JWP with the next in his file system series, which was on Riser FS. Um, if you look up Riser FS, it's quite a fascinating uh, file system using a, a journaling approach. Um, one of the very earliest ones, I think, available on desktop at least. So it's 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 um, quite an interesting uh, thing to to find out about. There's lots of information about it. Mike Ray gave us his first show uh, in 1561. How I got into accessible computing. Mike was uh, telling uh, telling us about his his own position, visually impaired, and uh, some of the software that's available to assist with uh, this and other accessibility issues. The main thing I came away with from this was that uh, Mike seems to be a really busy guy and uh, it's really good to, to hear from him and um, I'm sure we'll we'll be hearing more from him. I know that he's got another show coming up next week. So uh, thanks, Mike. Very good. Show 1562 next from Sigflop was uh, one of these shows that uh, came away from feeling a little bit stunned. Um, she was telling us about how to produce... Android applications by cross-compiling on Linux system. Um, which sounds very impressive. It, it's it's really detailed stuff as always, and uh, definitely deserves deeper examination. I've had a quick look at uh, the um, various files that she's the two files that she's offered up here. See if I could make head or tail of them, and uh, I think it will need a lot more thought than I've given to it so far to to fully understand what she's doing. But uh, wow, <laughs> thanks for this. It's very good. Mr. X was next, um, doing us a, a show, 1563, starting programs at boot on the Raspberry Pi. And this was um, a discussion about how to amend the, uh, the file, uh, etc., rc.local. Call it et, etc. Everybody else seems to call it Etsy, but there you go. Um, anyway, rc.local is the one of the chain of files that gets run at uh, boot time. And um, it's he's using it as a means of starting up long-running tasks, such as instance of a mixer, which reroutes audio output to the headphone socket. He starts up a DiddyWiki instance. Uh, he runs a, a screen session which he can attach to. That's actually very cool. I, I was quite impressed with that. 
needs I need to think more about this. I haven't completely thought about the, the business of doing that it's got multiple sleeps so that although the three tasks are being fired off one after the other, they wait different amounts of time so that they don't run in parallel, which don't quite see why. What's wrong with running them in parallel? Do they actually trample on one another if they do run in parallel? Be interested to know what the um, the reasoning for that is. Maybe on a Raspberry Pi, they uh, they would interact w- with one another. Don't really see why they should. Um. Anyway, it's it's just one of these things that uh, I'm intrigued by. I'm sure, there's a good reason that I can't see here. But uh, anyway, it's a it's a fascinating show. Thanks for it. Mr. X, it was uh, certainly food for thought. Last in the month series, we had show 1564 from Semiotic Robotic doing another list of headlines for the uh, opensource.com site. I must admit, I haven't actually had a chance to follow these up, but I do try and uh, and and go and look, um, follow his links after listening to the show, because the, the, the opensource.com site is it's well worth a read. It's got some excellent articles on it. So that's this month's shows. Um, rather rushed through, I'm afraid. It's hard to have a conversation when it's just the one of you talking about these things. Um, so in previous months, we've followed this with a quick review of what's been happening on the mailing list. Now, um, one of the things I've been doing behind the scenes is to produce various tools and odds and ends to, to help with the, the running of things. And one of the one of these is a, a show note generator for this particular show. Um, I wanted to be able to pull details off the, the mailing list so I could do a summary in the notes, uh, but it's proved to be quite difficult to do because, uh, well, um, the mailing list is not accessible and is not being um, archived as a mailman list normally is. And on the Gmain, Gmain site where everything goes now, uh, it's not that straightforward to get the messages off in a, an easily workable way. But I haven't really looked at it in great detail. Anyway, that's just a preamble to uh, to my quick review of what's been going on. Now, I've included this in the in the notes so that uh, if you ha- if you're not a member of the mailing list, you can go and look at stuff sent using the the Gmail link, and uh, you might see something in this list that uh, that is of interest to you. If you uh, do follow the mailing list, then this will help you help to remind you, or you can simply skip over it. Um, so, first item was uh, a hookah's interview by Semiotic Robotic, which uh, was highlighted on the list. Hooker did a nice interview on the opensource.com site. Then there was a discussion of uh, OGCAMP 14, um, wondering who was going to go to it and uh, whether we could run an HBR table. Uh, we do actually have a reserve table, um, but uh, not quite sure who's going to be able to man it at the moment. But, uh, did find out through the mailing list who has the table kit as well. Then Ken received a message from Montana saying that, right, Montana Ethical Hackers, we want to broadcast the HBR content on a show, um, End of the Dial Hacker Radio, which obviously the answer was yes. Then the fact that the Mumble server has moved was, was mentioned. And then there was some uh, discussion about last month's community news where and other, other community news episodes where Ken and I had been bantering about uh, 
database design. I was suggesting a way of doing many-to-many -many relationships in the database that runs HPR. So we have shows with multiple hosts, and uh, obviously we have multiple we have sh multiple shows for hosts. So there's there's a many-to-many -many relationship between hosts and shows. Ken wants to do it by uh, in a method that. I certainly don't agree with. Um, anyway, this this uh, initiated um, a uh, response from uh, Mike Ray, who offered and to do a show, which is currently sitting in the queue, waiting to to go next week. Um, so that was that was great. Thanks, Mike, for that. Uh, pleased to find out that Mike thinks about this the same way that I do. There's quite a lot of discussion on the list about the audio book club. Talk about the next recordings coming up and uh, the mumble change. Um, and one point discussion about the feeds for uh, Lost in Bronx's show, particular book, I should say, Lost in Bronx's book. Then there was a slight misunderstanding about what had been said on the last show relating to Jonathan Nado and Orca, which was resolved fairly easily, I think. Some quite interesting discussion about uh, what's actually going on in the accessibility world as well. There was a brief discussion about production of shows and the audio and uh, the use of HTML or show notes if uh, if possible. Then the subject of should we publish the HPR download stats came up um, and it uh, seems that the consensus is that we should. Uh, Ken has accepted that and is going to be doing this as, uh, as time permits. Then we had 5150's devastating news that he announced to us that uh, fire, his house had been burnt down fire. Um, and uh, pleased to, to hear that he and his father are okay, but uh, 5150 had got some burns which needed treatment. And as um, Pegwell mentioned uh, in his flying visit earlier on, um, there is a uh, Fund Anything site that's been set up by Dan Fry uh, called Help 5150, and I've linked it in the, the notes. So uh, I feel that you can contribute anything towards 5150 and getting himself back on his feet again. Let's do. Then we had a, another large discussion about the future of the hosting site that uh, HPR runs on at the moment. And um, Josh Knapp, who uh, been the administrator the, behind the, the scenes, really, um, is setting up his own hosting company called anhonesthost.com, link in the show notes, to which HPR will be migrating, the, the website will be migrating there. Um, there is uh, going to be a uh, an acknowledgement and a thank you to Josh's company in the intro. I think that, show, yes, definitely the last few shows that have come out this month contain this already. Um, Ken has been going through the queued shows and replacing the, the intro part, and uh, similarly with the outro, as a new outro to, that's been being added. There's quite a lot of discussion about what this intro and outro are going to contain, and there was also a discussion about the uh, there being a summary of the show after the intro, um, whereby people could determine whether this was a show they wanted to listen to without actually having to, to listen to to much of it or look at the, uh, the the website to find out what it was. Um, at the moment, I think we're going to be using text to speech to generate this, but uh, it's it's still pending. I'm not fully up to speed with the details of this. 
Finally, in the mailing list discussions, Ken announced that the new intro, outro, and template files are now available. He has uh, generated new show note templates, uh, samples, uh, because the header, the required header that you need to add to your show notes has been changed. And uh, these details are uh, available in the samples and are explained in a lot of detail on the HPR site. And I've linked to that. So uh, one of the things that the my um, script generated show notes doing after long discussion with Ken uh, is to generate a summary of the the comments that have appeared um, on the uh, website. And uh, at the moment, I'm going to put up these these notes with this summary. Uh, it's just a, a one line summary per comment, so uh, it's not going to produce massively complex notes. There's no point in having the, the full comment in the notes when the comment exists elsewhere anyway. But it's maybe useful to have a, a pointer to the fact that comments were made because there have been many instances lately where people have put up shows and had comments about them and have not known that they've, they've been comments because they've there's not an easy way to know unless you're monitoring the comment RSS feed, which I'd recommend doing if you're into RSS. Um, that's what I do to see what's what's new. Um, but having a list of what's happened um, in regard to comments in the show notes here seems like a good idea. If you think otherwise, then let us know. But uh, we're going to go with that for, for this, this time anyway. So I've organized these, the list of comments, of which there are 13 in the past month, uh, in reverse chronological order, grouped by show number. Um, and just go through them fairly quickly. Firstly, there was a comment relating to show 367. Somebody's obviously uh, going, um, going through the show history, the archive some form or other, which is great. This was a show um, put up originally by uh, by Chad Chad Wallenberg, is that, I think. Yeah, um, he sang a song <laughs> titled "Screw You Hacker" after his uh, his server had been hacked. Um, and this was Georgie, somebody called Georgie, who was uh, commenting on the song. Reminds me of Richard Stallman, he says, which is interesting. Then there was a comment about show um, 1199 from Dan Fry. Sorry, Don Fry, not Dan. Um, this was Frank Bell talking about old-time radio. And um, Frank got a lot of comments about this over the uh, time the show was, was posted back in, let me see, 2013, early um, March 2013. Uh, so this was another comment. I'm not really sure what this is about. Cannot register forgot password. Hmm. Sure, that's that's in relation to. Maybe Frank understands that. Next was show 1284, which was um, John Culp talking about uh, Lather with Jezra. And uh, there was a guy called um, Ash who had been asking for, him for help with setting this up. Um, and uh, it was a case where, where it was really hard to know that there was a, a request for help through the comments. And uh, um, John wrote back via the comment system some suggestions to, uh, to Ash. 1538 had a comment on it. And this was 
John Culp's show about overhauling the School of Music website, I uh, commented on Wayback Machine and how you can look back through that, which is part of the archive.org, to to look at snapshots of a website back in time. And I used to work for a university here, um, did use the Wayback Machine quite a lot find some of our awful, awful, awful websites that we'd created back in time. Early days of the, the web, quite funny to look. Anyway, um, John came back and said, thanks for the tip. <laughs> says he wants it to go away. I don't know whether he's having the same reaction that I did to some of our ancient websites. Knew nothing about how to make HTML in those days. It's HTML1, and it was probably, and it was dire. Anyway, um... This is the nature of hindsight. 1549 was um, Cool Stuff Part 1 by Curtis Adkins that I talked about earlier on, and uh, Pokey was commenting on it, saying cool stuff. And uh, Skyner's show on Bitcoin mining was also commented on by Pokey, so it was very interesting. I think in front of me here, um, he asked, so have you made any money yet? Or something to that effect, which is... Yes. Have you made any profit from this yet, says Pokey. Well, good question. Good question, and uh, good luck with that. Good luck, indeed. Um, 1553 was Pokey's comment. There was a comment on show 1553 about uh, Tux Jam episode that uh, a while ago. But, uh, yeah, Pokey also enjoyed the episode. There was a comment on show 1554 from Colin, who... I believe submitted um, a, a written contribution to the to the um, review, so he was uh, pleased that his, his comments were were well taken. Uh, Collins in the UK, if I remember right, uh, he joined us on a community news two back, and uh, so I think the, the timing for the audiobook club is a bit difficult for us UK-based people. Which I think was what the reason he couldn't couldn't make it. If you got work in the morning, I think that might. 1558 was a show that got a lot of comments, and um, this was Christopher M. Hobbs' show on uh, what he does in his lunch break, and uh, people appreciated this. Mark Waters was uh, was impressed with it. Um, Ken said, um, get a recorder, portable recorder, and uh, get some interviews with people as you you know as you visit places. If you're getting tours, I think Ken's point was if you're getting a tour of a place from somebody, an impromptu tour, then see if you can record it. Um, sounds like a great idea. It would be a really interesting thing to be listening to, I think. Pokey was very keen on this show as well. You see somebody who does something very similar. And uh, last was a comment from Beezer, who uh, seems to have done done a number of these types of things and, and offered a few hints on how you could uh, look like you have a right to be there. If you're going somewhere where maybe you you should a little bit questionable questionable as to whether you should be there. Look like you should. Somebody once told me that if you you know, if you look look part and you're maybe carrying a clipboard, maybe it was from times long by when gone by when people did carry clipboards. If you had one then you and looked sufficiently official then uh, get away with a lot. Never tried it myself. And Finally, there was a comment on show 1563, uh, which was Mr. X's show, which I mentioned just briefly, uh, just recently, I should say. Um, And this was from Etalas, who made some suggestions about uh, writing a a function to do the the incremental sleep 
for firing off some of these uh, backgrounded subshell jobs that uh, Mr. X was talking about. Sounds like a good idea. So that's pretty much it in terms of comments. It's been a good, good number of them this month. Uh, there is just one tiny thing to mention before I wind up, and uh, um, under the heading of any other business, I guess, if we have that. Yeah, I think we did at one time. Anyway, um, it's a sort of blow-my-own-trumpet thing to some extent, um, but it's also a um, an HPR trumpet-blowing thing. Um, few, one of the shows I did back in time last year, I can't remember which show it was now, um, was about some scripts I'd written to uh, download stuff from Magnatune. Tune is a is a music site that I'm a member of, and um, I, as part of what I did there, I put the scripts up on the Gitorius site um, as a as a free download. Um, I, I never got any feedback for the show. Expect it, um, but it's always nice if if you feel like it, feel like you want to say something. Somebody's done a show, then do so because it uh, it uh, it can make your day if you you get something, some comment to the effect that you've done something that uh, people liked or or even didn't like it. Anyway, um, this show was I just found it twelve oh four. My magnitude downloader. Anyway, um, during July, I suddenly got a uh, an email out of the blue, which was a, a bug report, uh, and a, a guy from I think Switzerland was saying uh, there's a problem with your script, and uh, I'm getting this error message. It actually turned out that it was a problem with Magnitude. Um, their XML had uh, was faulty uh, for a particular album the guy was downloading. I showed him how to uh, to contact them and uh, get it changed, which they did very quickly. Um, and he was able to get the the thing that he wanted. But uh, uh, it was just really to say that sometimes the things that we do through HBR have a, a wider audience than than you might think. <laughs> I did actually update the, the scripts on Gitorius um, and uh, pointed them out to this guy so they're a little bit more resilient to faults like this in the future. So it's, it's nice that I have one customer of an, something I produce for HPR. So I just thought I'd share that with you because I thought you might find it either amusing or uh, intriguing. Okay, well, that's it. Um, thanks for listening. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website, or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.